Hi there! My name is Alex Kingsley, and I wrote, directed, and edited The Stench of Adventure, i.e. the show that you are listening to right now at this moment. I am also the voice of the captain, the genderless horse. We at Strong Branch Productions have been working on this show for over a year now, and it has come an incredibly long way. So, now that we're on our first hiatus, I thought it might be nice to take a moment to sit down with every member of the cast and reflect on what a wonderful and bizarre experience it has been. Enjoy. My name is Wesley Hahn. I am the voice behind Scottbot, and I use they-them pronouns. Hello, my name is Alexander Sheldon. I use he-him pronouns. In the show, I am the narrator. Hi, I'm Neil Steinglass. I'm the voice of Dan, and I use he-him pronouns. Hello, my name is Bailey. I play Thede, and my pronouns are they-them. I am Sammy Birchall. I play the role of Mel, as well as some additional alien voices, um, and my pronouns are she-her. Hi, I'm Jake Chanson. I primarily play Puppet. I, my pronouns are he-him. My name is Cameron. I use she-her pronouns, and I play Buttercup. Heyo, my name is Josie Ross, and I play Baz. I use she-her pronouns, and so does Baz. Hi, I'm John Kingsley. And I play Gerald, and my pronouns are he and him. I'm Grace Griego. I use she, her pronouns, and I play Stella. The first question I asked everyone was, what was your favorite part of recording the show? I really, I know this isn't common. I don't believe this is common in most like voiceover situations, I, I really appreciated that I could actually interact with the other characters because often it's just you um, sort of acting against your imagination alone when you like do voiceover. And so I think being able, it's it, like being an actor, like the fun of being an actor other than getting to play with your imagination is playing with other people. Um, and I think having it be so explicitly collaborative with other actors was really fun and getting to hear like the choices that they're making um and I think to me it just makes more sense because then you're reacting live to what to what you're being given as opposed to being told by the director like oh this is what they're giving you now with that in mind give this back to them um just reading through it even for the parts that were not my own because I think that the show is so, so well written and, and it all just comes alive in my brain box. And even though I was isolated from all the other actors, because I'm mostly just doing narration, um, when I, when I was doing those initial reads, I was hearing it all together and getting the sense of this, not this world, but this universe, because it's, you know, multiple worlds and other and hungry steve and it, yeah it just made me laugh in my room yeah i really enjoyed recording the first date with grace that was very fun i also like being vaporized Spoiler <laughs> alert. uh presumably if someone is listening to this then they've listened to the first episode listen i don't want to in, judge in which you die uh, unless someone has decided to listen to the show backwards, which, you know, is valid, I guess. Respectable. Well, uh, my favorite part is when uh, Thede is going back to their 
home planet and they want Wendy's. And I also I also enjoyed the big freak out part as that was my spotlight moment. But yeah, that was that was your big acting highlight. Well it was very it was very nerve wracking because I live with my parents and they were in the other room and I and like they probably didn't care, but I was just like, What do they think I'm doing? <laughs> they they just overhear you shouting things like I may be a snail. <laughs> um. Well, my favorite part personally was getting to do some of the bigger scenes. Um, which was really only uh the first episode for me. Um, but anytime there were like more people in a scene was kind of fun. Um, Because you get to kind of hang out with other people and uh, listen to them do their lines and do fun stuff with it. And also just working with Grace, who is my IRL best friend, and we got to be best friends in the show, which I think was uh, a really cool luck of the draw or good casting decision. Goodness, I would have to say my favorite part of working on the show are the times when Alex let me do some improv and be a little bit silly with my already silly character. Um, There's just such great energy with the rest of the cast, which I think I was able to really feed off of. For example, um, there was one time where Puppet had to sing a birthday song, and I don't (laughs) think there is anything written. Was there something written, Alex? No, I very intentionally did not write that because I wanted to hear what you were going to do. Right, right, right. So there, there was no birthday song written. I think the script was just like, you know, Puppet sings weird birthday song. And Alex <laughs> was like, you know what, just go for it. Like, we're going to the start of the scene. You have a few minutes. And I just, I pull out a notepad. And I'm like, all right, what the heck is Puppet going to say? It's got to be weird. It's got to be totally off key. And it's got to be totally about Puppet. Um, and I, I wrapped down a, a couple thoughts and tried to do a couple internal rhymes. And I was like, all right, here we go. Uh, and I got very lucky that everybody thought it was just as funny as I did. I really liked being able to do a project with a bunch of new people, but also a bunch of friends from before, especially after COVID, just because there wasn't really a creative outlet for a long time, you know, with theater being shut down. Um, and just coming back together and being able to produce something like this was really great and felt really good. My favorite part was uh, because of well, no, I'm just going to say what my favorite part is. Pee-pee, poo-poo. Um, not, no, it wasn't pee-pee, poo-poo. Um, it, but it's related to pee-pee, poo-poo because my favorite part was like when I got to just goof around with Alex and Grace. Um, because when I goofed that up, I like definitely just uh, did not have any any mic that worked. And so I spent a lot of my recording towards the end with Grace. And Alex was there helping with like lines and just getting to goof around with those two fuckers. Am I allowed to swear? Yes. Oh, those two fuckers? Nuts. I literally, like, almost pissed myself several times. Oh, we have recording of it. It's in the blooper reel. Is the part where you run away going, I'm going to (laughs) piss. When I, like, literally almost wazz myself. Wazz, (laughs) wazz. The next series. Um, That was my favorite. That was my favorite memory by far. My favorite part was... Coming up with goofy voices. Would you like to share some of the voices that you that you developed that did not make it in? <laughs> Fuck yeah, we do need enchiladas. <laughs> and what was the origin of the enchilada voice? 
I don't know. I was <laughs> just looking for voices and that one came out. Maybe he could My get next... his own role at some point. I was going to say maybe he could get his own spinoff show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the enchilada guy. He was not in the original show, but now he has his own show. We don't know why. <laughs> hey, Gerald, he wants some enchiladas? <laughs> <laughs> oh enchilada guy what are you doing here <laughs> i think my favorite part was when we did the big group sessions with everyone and we all came together and we couldn't stop laughing at the script and at each other's antics i thought it was really fun did you have a favorite memory from recording the show when I was just reading for characters for you and we got to Scott Bot with the black hole scene and for whatever reason, we couldn't get through it. Um, with the whole like, black holes are incredibly dangerous, yes. <laughs> and for whatever reason, we just kept losing it. And you're like, well, this must be a good thing then. Um, so that that's like something that's often stuck in, that I often think about actually. Um, honestly, hearing your dad come in as Gerald was like, so, like coming in clutch as this old <laughs> man was so shocking and so pleasing <laughs> at the same time. I was like, Mr. Kingsley, I didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> uh, he's going to be so glad to hear that because afterwards he was asked, he was talking to me and he was like, Wesley said, I really committed to the character. What did they mean by that? What were they, what, <laughs> what were they trying to imply about me? And I was like, that you did a good job, dad. <laughs> For those of you who remember the trash bit, which you should, because it fucking rules, um, is when is when the narrator just goes into the voice of HR trash and it goes a little something like this, and um, just going from straight narrator into that, I couldn't keep it together for like a a good ten takes or more. Yeah, it was it was not only funny being there for that and witnessing with my own eyes you not being able to do that monologue but then going back and editing and having like a whole 20 minutes of you getting to just the word trash and then and then you couldn't do it and then you would start over and every time I'd be like this is gonna be it this is gonna be the take and then it wasn't the take and then there'd be another take and I'd be like this is gonna be the take and then it wasn't the take yeah yeah that create that created so much work for you. And I, I promise everyone I'm a lot no, more professional. No, but it was, it was so much that. fun. Yeah, myself and and Stella and Mel are at the amusement park and we witness a mother with a leash child. And we had a lot of fun ad-libbing things to say to her about her leash child who was vomiting a lot. I believe the leash child was eating out of a trash can. Yes, yes. It was more of a rabid raccoon by the end of it. Yeah. It was un it was unclear if you're talking about an, uh, a human or an animal. Which, you know, children, they're both. Um, it didn't make it into the show, uh, but when I died, we talked about the possibility of, like, having a death death noise, like a grunt or a grown um but we couldn't i couldn't figure out how to do it that wasn't sexual 
so we didn't end up doing one because every time I tried to make a death sound, it really sounded um, uh, suggestive. And uh, we decided that that might not be the best move for that particular scene. So if you're wondering why it's weirdly silent when I die, uh, it's because (laughs) the alternative was horny. Uh, that yeah that was unfortunately the decision that we had to make because I had to scrub through I tried I scrubbed through so much audio of your death noises but every time <laughs> you make a noise they were and then all we, all horny. Go, we all go too horny too horny they were all too horny I just couldn't <laughs> figure it out <laughs> the, the raw sexual energy cannot be contained <laughs> Mel's sexual power is just too strong exactly and I said not in my asexual podcast <laughs> it just did not fit for this asexual podcast um, I think probably one of my favorite moments from the show was, uh, I want to say it was what, episode three or four, The Trial. Um, I love, first of all, your writing, Alex, is just so great. In that episode, I just loved everything about The Trial, but especially uh, Puppet's role of just, hmm, as like an established role in the universe, I thought was just hilarious. Um, and the fact that you pulled on that semantic trope of like the entire truth and nobody can handle the entire truth. It was really hard not to break when recording that episode. And I thought that was just a lot of fun. When we did arguing scenes, um, and people were just going back and forth, just completely ad-libbing whenever they wanted to for, you know, going like arguing when I was arguing with Grace to fill in for Josie. Um, it was really fun. Yeah. I love doing this, and I especially love listening back to the arguing scenes and getting mm-hmm. to hear what everyone individually ad-libbed, because <laughs> people said some weird things. Yeah, um, I'm sure. But I got to feel like it was my little secret, because no one else got to hear it but me. I think, this isn't really specific, but one of my favorite memories was hearing everyone's voice for the first time. Um just because I didn't really know what to expect of how people auditioned and how they were planning on playing the voices. Um, so getting to hear specific voices, so like feeds, for example. Because of the setup that I had, I recorded a lot of my lines with Grace. Um, and one great gift that Alex gave all of us was like, hey, you can look at the lines. And if at any point you're like, hey, I want to say something different or that doesn't roll off the tongue, I like you can improv. And I took that to the extreme a lot of the time. Um, and, and I, and I really appreciated that gift and I, and I utilized it. Um, and I remember one time I just kept on trying to sing something. I like kept on trying to sing like adventure and like, I couldn't do it because Grace was laughing and Alex was laughing, but also Alex couldn't see what was happening. And then at one point I kept doing it and I wasn't getting any laughs and I was so worried. And then I looked and I was like, Oh, I'm done. And then you both started laughing and I was like, Oh, thank God. It was like, you were trying to like, it was so cute. It was so fun. My, my favorite moment was working um, with a lot of the other cast members and getting to hear them do their parts. And I really enjoyed that very much because I thought they were all tremendously talented and I felt honored to be in their presence. They are. I mean, you are, you are correct. They are all tremendously talented. You are too. Um, and... Uh... Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm honored to be in the presence too. <laughs> I'm very touched that any of them agreed to do this show at all. One of them was 
that line uh, where it's like, I'm not gung or ho about this. And I said, I'm not gung or a ho. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And that really got me going. And then anytime I filmed with the Josie Ross recording in my little studio, aka my dorm room, she would just say the darndest things. Has Josie <laughs> talked about pee-pee-poo-poo? Well, my favorite moment uh, you've heard live, which was when Josie Ross famously said, who's going to pee in my poo? <laughs> I lost my goddamn mind. I collapsed to the floor and I... I witnessed it with my own two eyes. You witnessed it? It was, your it was, eyes it was, and your it was a massacre. And I said, I, my God, Grace just, Grace just got castrated. <laughs> what do you hope or expect for your character in season two? Scott Butt is obviously wrestling with the idea of his sentience, non-sentience, non-sentience. Like, does he have feelings? He has feelings, obviously. Um, no, no one's you're not fooling anyone, Scott. Um, I think Scottbot is comfortable, you know. Scott Scottbot finds great comfort in the lack of freedom that one would be in as like essentially an artificial slave. <laughs> um and to suddenly realize that you are sentient and you have choices and there's a whole universe out there in which you can define yourself not by the parameters by which you're manufactured. I feel like that must be very frightening and I think there's a lot to play with there. I think it'd be hilarious to see Scottbot be like Fuck all of my responsibilities as a shipboard AI. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to manifest into like, I'm going to like download my data into this like weird shaped droid. And I'm just going to go running through this jungle with crazy aliens and like have a naked, like, <laughs> like we're going to, I'm going to like. <laughs> what, 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 do, what does naked even mean when you're an AI? <laughs> do you wear perhaps, clothes? Perhaps they start out in one form and they just like rip off sheets of metal and they're like, look at me. I'm so free. My bits are out <laughs> that was a computer pun that was a computer pun <laughs> Scott your bits <laughs> God your pixels are Endless possibility. Um, endless, endless possibility here. For the narrator, I want him. I want him to have a break, and I want him to go to trash land and have a good time. Because I think I think he gets tunnel vision with his job. And I think that being so isolated makes him bitter. And that's why he's so gleeful about all of the, um, all of the very dangerous exploits of Stella and the starship raccoon. And I think he's rooting for them to be destroyed so that he can leave his job and do something else. Cause really he's not the happiest fellow. He just, he just needs some trash land in his life you know, to help balance things out. For Jorb, I want for him, I want for him to abandon his, um, 
his revolutionary impulses because really? they're, they're, yeah, I don't think they're coming from a healthy place for him. I don't think it's really about the revolution. I think he just wants something to do and he wants people. Um, but like if he continues, if he like starts up a printing company or something, something small, cause I don't think he's capable of big things. I think he just needs like a small community uh, who can go out to the bar for for like some theme nights and and they will keep each other strong and because they are happy they will vote better in elections. I kind of want Dan to be gay. <laughs> That's really valid. <laughs> Any, anything else or you're just like I think he should be gay. <laughs> That's well that that'll that'll be it for him in season two then. They're like, Dan, you're alive. And he'll be like, I am I'm and I'm gay. <laughs> Not only am I alive, I like men. I don't know what like I know what what I think is going to happen is Feed and Gerald are just gonna be revolutionary badasses together. And uh that's kind of what I want to happen as well. My hope for season two is that I still exist in it in in some format um if that means that I am the voice of every random shopkeeper or alien that they run into that is one option if it means Mel comes back as a ghost and 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 haunts the big snail who knows um I would be happy to play someone's mom but uh spoiler that is not a spoiler audience this will not be the last you hear of Sammy Birchall. Um, you know, my hopes for next season is to establish more relationship between Scottbot and Puppet, especially now since we know that Scottbot is also sentient. Um, I think there's a couple of really interesting directions this could go in. Um, fully aware that I'm not on writing staff, you know, Puppet is pretty self-centered, so maybe we'll have a little bit of like, there's a new baby in the family, you know what I mean? Like Puppet was the only <laughs> sentient robot around, and now suddenly Puppet is playing either on par or second fiddle to Scottbot, who is a vastly more competent AI than Puppet will ever be, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see, you know, if that's one direction, like how Puppet would handle that, um, or just like a, a better and more relationship between Scottbot and uh, Puppet as they're both the two, you know, synthetic life forms uh, on the crew. I think I'd like to explore Buttercup's background a little bit more just because there is a brief paragraph where she talks about where she came from and kind of why she is the way she is and I think toward the end of the podcast we start to see like a little bit of a softer side um, which I think will be interesting to explore in season two. Um, What are my hopes? I really just want to continue feeling out the character you know in my voice acting and throughout the entire process just to see what I can make of it and what I can really do with her um, and her emotions. So I'm just really excited to see where it goes overall. Super thoughtful question. Keep being curious. Keep asking questions. Be inquisitive. Um, <laughs> I, I think that the, the frustration, or maybe this is like a projection that I have about, like, uh, that I put on to Baz, but it's... Oh, project away, away, baby. Project away, baby. We just talked about how I found similarities between me and... Project me, baby, one more time. <laughs> project on me, baby, one more time. <laughs> um, Baz, I think, like, is doing things to do them. 
mm-hmm. um, and they're maybe not necessarily like uh in they're not directly I don't think I don't think Baz has ever had to really think like this is what I want to do with my life or like this is right. this is these are my actual passions or joys or like these are people that bring me joy and pleasure um and when she's presented with opportunities and situations that actually are joyful to her like that like sparks something in her and I think she has that um with Grace's character and also with some of the situations even like with the captain um mm-hmm. and I hope that like she finds just a path that she's like, I want to go down this for me rather than just like, this is the only option. Um, I, 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 I feel bad for Baz, but I think she's got a little power, that little queen. I mean, she's, got a yeah. little she's a little queen. She little is queen. little queen. Um, <laughs> wow. That was such a beautiful answer. I thought you were going to say something really. Most- I'll say something silly too. I say something silly. I think there's some, like, I think I, this is also true. I think Baz is like a flirt and maybe this is a Josie Rossism too, but like, <laughs> she like, just like with the world is like, Ooh, blue, blue, blue. And I think she might be with somebody next time. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's a little spicy. That's a little spicy, but I can imagine maybe that's the kissy noise that we're hoping not to have in, in a podcast. The, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing we don't want. <laughs> like, I think I think Baz's actions and like just sentiments, like she does she throws them away a lot of the time. Um yeah. or like they're fake and she's using it for another motive. I think um somebody, I don't know who, could take that as like, oh, you are trying to get with me um mm, and then there's a little drama yeah and then Baz is like do I want this dun 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 I certainly hope that there's um more action for Gerald that he becomes a Liam Neeson type of guy who uh, has special skills and talents that he gets to use he just might he just might <laughs> yes I've got I've got I've got plans that's great <laughs> can i can i hear quickly just as a little sample to give me some inspiration uh what gerald will sound like and what he will say as he's like doing his liam neeson shit what's gonna what's gonna be his action hero catchphrase (laughs) i'm gonna crack you like a pistachio Because she's lived her whole life being like, yeah, guess I'm straight with Dan. I guess this is just it. But I think something about her and Baz, I don't know. I'm just saying. 
I think there could be a little, a little something there. And yeah. Also, I hope her and the captain are better friends, but I think it's really funny how they yell at each other. <gasps> That's another good moment. When I yelled at you and I said horse and it sounded like I said whore. <laughs> I was all, you stupid whore. Stupid whore. <laughs> and I meant great. And I said horse. I don't said call, horse. Don't call your captain that. <laughs> stupid whore. Horse. They are a horse. Anything else about the show that you wanted to say? Um, I'm amazed I wasn't blowing out all the time as Scott. So but. you were very quiet the whole time. Sometimes listening back, sometimes like especially, and I can see in the like the, the waveforms right. when you're being Scott versus when you were being one of the French people. <laughs> it was really funny <laughs> because it would, be, yeah, it would be like you know, like hello, I'm Scott, and then suddenly the waveform would just be like a rectangle, and you'd go exactly blue. <laughs> <laughs> No, I very, I very much enjoyed it, and it feels good to be a part of something. Well, I've just been very, very impressed with the people's performance in the podcast, um, and how well it has come together into like a really professional thing. When I started off, I was like, "Oh, my friends are doing a podcast. I like talking," um, and it is really just exceeded my expectations in ways that are really exciting. And it also has made me want to start my own podcast, but not a scripted one. You know, one of the best things about working on a production, even though we're all far flung in different places. I mean, we've been recording the show over, uh, what was it? Three months, four months. And in that time I moved houses four times. So I recorded in four completely different locations and four different setups, none of them with any of the other actors. Um, but it's such just a lovely class. It's just such a lovely cast of wonderfully talented and funny people that it's really easy uh, to, you know, like punch out a scene. In fact, it's so easy to punch out a scene that it's hard because we get off track, you know, riffing on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's is it possible to like a cast so much? I think yes, and I think I found why. It's because we get nothing done. Um, but I'm really excited for whatever season two has in store, uh, and uh, can't wait to be a part of it. I, it's interesting because you, as you know, I've done some acting things before for you and outside of that. Um, and voice acting, I've really enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Like I knew I would enjoy it, but I just really have really enjoyed voice acting, um, because so much you know you you can't rely on expressions and you can't rely on any visuals at that point so it really is about it's a different challenge of acting of really putting so much of the emotion and anything you're doing into your voice um and it's kind of fun in a way because definitely i oftentimes turn off my video because we do like a video and voice recording but i turn off my video sometimes because i know i just make the weirdest facial expressions and like do the weirdest things when i'm recording sometimes um but it like helps me get into the character. You know, I don't have to worry about how people see me. It's more about my voice. So whatever I can do to make my voice sound like I want it to sound. I will say that like this, this is, this project has been so fun in a lot of ways. And I know like I've, the the reason why it's been so fun for me is because like everybody else like did a lot of, everybody did a lot of work for this project. Like Grace producing it, Alex, like directing, writing, editing it, like 
I know that my experience being so positive was because everybody was so flexible and their creative minds were just always fl- flowing and allowing things to happen. So I want to say thank you because I, I don't know if people understand how much work Grace <laughs> and Alex both did for this. Like out, like hundreds of hours were spent for like the content that people see, which is like a couple of hours. Um, like y'all did so much fucking work and made it a pleasurable experience for the performers and for the audience. So congratulations, you two. I mean, if anything, I just thought it was uh, so efficiently produced. And um, yeah, I think you should you t- take a bow. I, th- I thought you did a tremendous job producing it. So much of what success we've had thus far has been due to Grace and Claire because they also did so much work. And we are like constantly talking every day about like, can you listen to this pass of the episode? Can you give me notes? Did you hear anything? What do you think about the levels? Can you post this on social media? I had this idea for like a new social media campaign. Can you do it? Can you write this press release? Can you send this press release? Stuff like that. Great. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely, I haven't seen. It's about the team. Right. No, I think Grace, it's very clear, like from the emails that Grace sent and the scheduling and how much work had to go into the scheduling. Um, And yeah, Grace is uh, always there and always present. Yeah. Um, So yeah, she definitely, definitely did a tremendous job. Yeah, Grace cares a lot about this project, which is just just a really nice thing. Like, I feel like so often it's so hard to get, like, buy-in from people mm-hmm. on a project you're working on. Like, getting people to participate is one thing, but getting people to care as much as you do is, like, not something that you can do. It just has to happen. Right. And I'm, like, very, very lucky and very thankful that Grace cares as much as I do and we're like on the same page about this that like oh no this is like what we love to do and we're gonna do it and we're gonna keep doing it because I just like I could not do this on my own like it's just like physically impossible so yeah it, it it's all it's it's all thanks to Grace I love it so much I think it's so funny and fun also the music fucks so hard that I will be singing it on my way walking around and people will be like what is that and I'll be like the music from Stench of Adventure which you should listen to it just you want to give us a little a little impression of your music your you singing mine is just the it's just you know I don't know. I love that you've been singing this song and I genuinely don't know which song you're referring you to. You wrote the music, I don't know what you... I don't, I don't know what song goes like that. I, I didn't... I don't remember writing a song that goes like you, that. You made this with your own two hands. <laughs> with my own fingers. You made them. Is there something else going on in your life that you want people to know about? The most interesting things I'm in, I'm I've signed NDAs for, so I can't talk about. Um, but I I was in a short film called Versace Soft Boy, um, that that shot and wrapped just um, about a month ago. It's this whole exercise in like paranoia and also like and like the low grade stalking that happens to non cis men like on a very regular basis, or the sort of harassment that everyone that that is so endemic 
in our, in our society. Um, and it was, it was an honor to be part of it. And I'm very excited to see when it comes out, whenever that is. Oh, well, so the brand that I just modeled for, um, it's called Twin, T-W-I-N. It is owned by literal twins born in the month of Gemini. And they were really ashamed of using the name Twin, but just, they're like, we're not going to call it Twin. We just want a brand that conveys like, you know, essentials, like staples, like good quality products at a low cost. Like, I just want people to look at our products and think to themselves, that's what I need. And then they're like, wait, that's what I need. It's an acronym for twin. And lo and behold. That's hilarious. It is hilarious. I should, I feel like I should put in a note that no, no one involved here has gotten paid to no say anything. Not, they're not they're paid saying, this is, this is a genuine, a genuine yeah, plug. a genuine plug. I I was paid to. We're model. not. We're not. This is not a big enough show for no. anyone to pay us to do anything. No so. one is sponsoring us. Um, I was paid, no. to model, but that was it. That was it. So, um, but I'm genuinely excited for them. I genuinely believe in their brand and their and their products. So, yeah. First and foremost, you fine folks. Uh, I want you to be looking out for things that the Wallace Studio Ensemble is up to. That's the Wallace Studio Ensemble. That's a theater company that I am a part of. Right now, we are working on a, um, a, a small festival of new one-act plays by newer playwrights. And we are also getting a podcast started for dramatic readings of short stories. So be on the lookout for those. Just check out our Wallace Studio Ensemble social media, uh, the Wallace Studio Ensemble at facebook.com. And yeah, that's the main thing. And you can also follow me on Instagram at uh, the Eldritch Vale. And that is where all of the masks that I build are featured. Fun fact, your narrator for this show is a mask maker. And they are not pandemic masks. They are big, artsy-fartsy, theatrical masks, which you could own. Uh, yeah, just message me on Instagram if you want a mask. Go to the YouTubes. Check out Fairyland Foibles by the Wallace Studio Ensemble. It is uh, the best Zoom show. The best it is, one. It's true. No, but I've got this great streak going where every day I get a thing of applesauce and then I eat it at my desk at 1.30 a.m. So I just wanted to share that. I really recommend it. No spoon. I have a TikTok and I do stuff on there sometimes. It is at Hypnomoose and the zeros in moose are zeros. The O's in moose are zeros. I just said that weird. You know what I mean. Keep, keep your eye out on Strongman's Branch Productions to see if uh, there happens to come a time where there is a fan fiction podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen though. I would say keep your eye out for Grace Griego because she is a rising star um, and I believe that she will do great things. Uh, well, I, I second your endorsement of Grace Griego and the fact that she is a rising star, but Sammy Virgil, you are too. Um, and I'm hoping to maybe try and write like a like a twine based story game. Um, yes. So yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm mean, part of the production company, and I'd love to do something for that. Um, so oh, keep please. an eye out. Um, probably it'd be under the Strong Branch socials. Um, if you want more fun stuff, I think probably through the official production uh, company's channels is 
where we'll see something about that. Would you like to tell the fine people where you're going to grad school? Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm actually going to be headed out to UChicago in the fall to do a computer science PhD, which should be a lot of fun. I think it's very funny, just within the context of the show, that you and Android are going to get a PhD in computer science. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do oh, it on purpose, but I think I've cast you very well. The podcast. Please listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my biggest thing, you know, telling everyone to listen. Because um, it's really good. I've really enjoyed listening to it. It's given me quite a few laughs. I always listen to it on Thursdays right when it comes out. Um, oh, yay. So I really enjoyed it. Like, I've, I've really, truly enjoyed listening, like, making it, but also listening to it and realizing, like, hey, this is a real thing that right. exists out there. It, like, it's all together. Like, oh, yeah, it's coming together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. <laughs> oh, Indra, I just finished a couple things. No. Um, well, I will say I'm offering um, free theater classes for people, like, mostly, Ooh. like, kids 3 to 18. Um, just to provide like number one parents who are working from home, like an hour that their kids can like, uh, be occupied throughout the week yeah. over the summer. I'm just going to, and also like for people who are applying to theater programs for college, just if they want an extra set of eyes on essays or, uh, monologues, audition. Oh, that's videos, fantastic. I am is this through like services. a service or this is just something you're doing independently? Uh, it's just what I'm doing independently. I started doing it over last summer and continue to do it throughout the year. And I was like, oh shit, I still like really enjoy this. So if anybody wants just an extra set of eyes, I don't know. Maybe I can be of help to you. It's free. It's free. Uh, follow me on Instagram. I don't know my handle. Just look up Josie Ross. <laughs> I don't know what my handle is. Bye. I am I am getting um interested in children's books again. Ooh. Yeah, writing and illustrating children's books. I <laughs> I write short stories. None have been published, but like look out for that in case I ever do. Hey. Um and if there are any publishers out there, check, check out, this, out kid. this kid. I write she's a, stories. She's a rising star. Word on the street is Grace Gallego is a rising star. You should check out the Restless Writers Retreat, which is on our website, strongbranchproductions.com. And I was in that. Yeah. You starred. You were the I star. I was Rhonda Green. It starred Grace Griego and Don, Donna Joan Donna Joan! I love her. And and plenty of others. I think that's it. And many people from this show. Yeah. That, that, that was, <laughs> that's it as if that was all the people. <laughs> and to answer my own question, I am a tabletop game designer. You can find my games at galaxyquest.itch.io. That's like Galaxy Quest, like the movie, but it's my name. You can also follow my Twitter and TikTok. They're both Galaxy Quest. I also do stand-up comedy, and a few of my sets can be found on YouTube. If you want to check out some of the cool things that people mentioned, all of the links will be in the episode description. So this was the meat of my conversation with the actors, but there were a lot of fun moments I had to cut out of this special episode for the sake of time. If you want to hear them, consider becoming a patron of Strong Branch Productions. As a member of the Rodent Club, you'll have access to behind-the-scenes content like the rest of this episode, additional bloopers, and many more fun and exciting rewards. And if you think this seems like a cool gang to hang out with, well, first of all, it is. Second of all, you can come hang out with us. Our Discord community is open to the public and we want you. You in particular. 
Also, while my father is singing Grace's praises, because she totally deserves it, and she's the one that he interacted with the most, I want to point out that this show would not be possible without the hard work of Claire Yordi, our public relations and social media manager. They have been a bit of an unsung hero in this process because they don't interact with the cast as much, but they are Strong Branch's collective brain cell. Thank you so much for listening, not just to this retrospective, but to the whole show. For more information, you can visit our website at strongbranchproductions.com, email us at contact at strongbranchproductions.com, and follow us on social media at strongbranchpro. Also, make sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. We could really use the hype. We really appreciate your support, and if you have anything you'd like to see from us in the future, or anything you want from the future of this show, we want to know. Come say hi. One more thing. This special episode featured the music of Ari LaLoya. The song you heard was Ghost Clown off of his album Ghost Town. You can find it on Bandcamp and Spotify. That's it for now. I'm Alex Kingsley. Bye!